0: Hello there, my name is Brad. We are Grace Teaching today. Today we're talking about delighting ourselves in the Lord under grace. And we want to take a look, of course, under the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. Remember, folks, the Old Covenant is about us, and uh, then when we perform, then God will respond. But under grace, it's where God initiates and we respond. So we want to take a look at, first of all, under the old covenant, David in Psalms 37, four, a very familiar passage for many of us that uh, went into, you know, churchianity and was taught this. We were taught that, you know, in uh, Psalms 37, four, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, many of us took a hold of that verse and were like, wow. We just have to delight ourselves in the Lord, and then he will give us the desires of our heart, right? Uh, But under grace, did you know that Christ himself delights in us? That's right. And did you know that the desires of our heart have already been met in him? You see, and so it's a response on our part under grace. But let's first of all talk about this delighting in the Lord. Under the law, remember we're not under law; we're under grace. But under the old covenant, to law, the Bible says, "Delighting in the Lord is uh, is to find your greatest joy in Him, okay, and know Him, and talking to Him, and hearing Him." Okay, so the word delight actually is a verb; it's an action taken on behalf of us under the old covenant. It's an action uh, that we actually actively do under the Old Covenant, okay? The thing is about grace, though, is because we're in Christ, Christ delights in us, and he finds his greatest joy in us, and he wants to know us, and he wants us to know him, his love, his acceptance, he you know, he wants to talk to us. And he says we hear his voice. He says, My sheep hear my voice. You see, so it's just absolutely it's it's reversed. It's it's the opposite. Under grace, it's where, you know, he delights in us. Okay? Under the law, we delight in him. Okay. So the word delight, like I said, was an action, it's a verb. And uh, when we see that whoever's joined to the Lord is one spirit with him right now, as Paul mentions in 1 Corinthians, his first letter to the Corinthians, we see there that the oneness has already taken place. And in that oneness, folks, we were placed in him. and that life, he didn't come into our life for salvation. He is our life now. We were spiritually dead. And so with that life comes spiritual needs the desires of our heart. It, we get a new heart, you see. The desires of our heart under grace is, the, is we have been given a new heart in exchange for the old heart. And in that new heart, we have spiritual needs for love, acceptance, security, assurance, commitment, fulfillment. And see, these are all spiritual needs that are met in Christ already. So the desires of our heart, folks, have already been met. You know, the problem is we're looking out to the physical, and we think this is physical. Well, you know, it could be, because we know that, uh, you know, we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then all these things will be added. Now, God is a a loving Father towards His children, He wants to bless His children, and it blesses Him to be a blessing towards us. So, you know, but to delight, under grace, we see the most amazing verse in scripture. It's, it's found in Zephaniah 317. It describes a deep abiding love of Christ for us. Oh, how hard it is for this, in this generation to believe that Christ loves us. Wouldn't you agree? That Christ cares for us, that Christ treasures us, and that Christ is concerned about every detail of our lives in the depth of our hearts. We fail to believe that Christ really loves us. Yet Zephaniah declares the breathtaking truth about Christ's love. <clears throat> Rejoice and delight over you. It literally means to dance, skip, leap, and spin around in joy. Do you know Christ dances with shouts of joy over us? The Hebrew word for spin around under violent emotion or basically to dance. So Zephaniah 3.17 is more accurately described as this. Christ in your midst, the mighty one, will save. He will rejoice and delight over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will dance over you with singing. My stars, my goodness. See, under grace, we're learning how to respond to the love of Christ for us instead of us looking to ourselves and trying to get something from him. I like the way Paul describes this in Philippians 4.19. And my God shall supply all your need according to the riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, all these needs are spiritual, and they're all met in him. Remember, Christ initiates, and we're the responders on this. Jesus actually said this to the disciples. He says, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. And so he even says, the Son of Man comes not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. So Christ came to serve us folks. He didn't come so that we could serve him. Let's get the order right. Remember our identity It's very important to understand a believer in Christ's identity. We are lovable, and his identity is loving, okay? We know this because we look in Ephesians 5.25, it says, Christ loved the church, and he gave up his life for her. And we look at Ephesians 5.27, where Paul is describing the identity of the church, a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless you see so our identity is lovable because of what he did for us not because we're so good but because we have been made good through the cross okay and he is always loving us unconditionally and accepting us jesus says i am the way the truth and the life and what that means folks is he loves us unconditionally and he accepts us unconditionally. So remember, the desires of our heart have been met for unconditional love and acceptance. Ephesians 1.6 says, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. So he has made us accepted through the cross. And nothing can ever separate us from the love of God, which is Christ. His unconditional love for us. Romans eight thirty nine. Neither height nor depth or any other thing in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Remember, agape love is what we're talking about, folks. And agape is just a Greek word for love. It is described this way. It keeps on loving even when the loved one is unkind, unlovable, and unworthy. You see? So it continues to love. The desires of our heart have been met. Christ's agape love for believers is not kindled by the merit of worth of its object, but it originates in its own God-given nature. Christ's agape love for the church desires only the good of the one loved, and that's you. It is a consuming passion for the well-being of believers. Even David said in, in Psalms 136, 26 times, he said, the Lord's love endures forever. God bless.